This is Travis Kendall. This is Elio Harmon. And you're listening to Season 2 of Monetary Therapy. It's a it's a Wednesday night. It's a Wednesday night. We go crazy. We go crazy. I got the club going up on Tuesday, man. You already know that. All right. So what are we talking about today, Travis? We are talking about falling off the bandwagon. And, and I don't mean the bandwagon that most people are referring to. I mean falling off the budget bandwagon. Ooh. Is this a thing we want to do? Because, I mean, when it comes to sports, bandwagon is kind of like a, a thing you don't want to be, right? If you're a bandwagon fan, you don't want to be that. Oh, somebody's calling me. Calling mid-show. You can't call mid-show. Uh, how do I do not disturb it? Go back to live. Oh, man. All right. Do you want to fall off the bandwagon? Yeah. Or you said sports, right? Yeah, sports. Sports being on the bandwagon is bad, right? Oh, you know you know who the people, my favorite bandwagon wagoners are in sports? Alabama fans. I'm a Golden State Warriors <laughs> fan. <laughs> I've been a fan since Timmy Hardaway's crossover. <laughs> oh, we earned that title this uh, last month. Here's the funniest. Yo, I'm a Miami Heat fan. I'm a Miami Heat fan. And then what And happened? then LeBron gets traded. Oh, I'm a I'm Cavs a fan. <laughs> and then Cavs lose and then Golden State's got a super team. Oh, I'm a Warriors, I'm a Warriors fan. fan. I've been a Warriors fan for since life. Steph Curry is the best player. I think he's better than Michael Jordan. And they got like their Heat jerseys on eBay right now and no one's buying them and they're trying to sell them. Oh, my God. Okay, we're not talking about any of those other bandwagons. We're talking about the budget bandwagon. Okay, and what is the budget bandwagon, Elia? Well, the budget bandwagon is kind of like when you tell yourself on New Year's Eve you're going to go on a diet and work out. I've done that. And you start out for the first week and everything's great. I've done that. And then you go back to your lifestyle that you had before December 31st. I've done that. (laughs) So... My budget bandwagon story has been over the last two months. <laughs> last two months? <laughs> Give it to us straight, Elia. What'd you do the last two months? Overspent, Overspent. Lost track. Pulled out the credit card. Spent money, traveled, went crazy, and now I'm paying the price, man. And what, what price are you paying? I got to pay it back. But, like, is are you able – did you actually have real consequences you weren't able to do? Were you able to – would you, like, miss an electricity bill or – no, the the yeah, okay, so let me tell you the most traumatic thing that happened to me because money yeah. you can get back. Most traumatic thing that happened to me is I saw my credit score drop by 30 points. Damn. What was it at? Do you mind telling us or is that secret? My credit score is immaculate, dog. <laughs> my credit score is so beautiful. I could take a 30-point hit and come right back, baby. He went from 20 to negative 10. <laughs> No, because you know, uh, a lot of your credit score is based on credit balances. Okay. So the more more credit that you're in. Yeah. Yeah. It was like zero, and then it shot up to a percentage of overall available credit that made the credit bureau say, oh, what's going uh on with this dude? You know, did he fall off the bandwagon? He going to Miami. Yeah. He turned up. Yeah, he turned up. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't Miami. I started spending that money way before then. So what what happened then? So you fell off the bandwagon. You yeah. had a budget. You blew it. And by blew the way, uh, we haven't talked about this before yet, but I th- it's a really big thing that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, budgets, treat them like high school in any class you've ever taken. I like when people tune in and we're teaching. And we're not telling a joke, and they just completely tune out. Like they're just like, nah, this? nah, get me out of You're here. You're not gonna talk down to me. <laughs> we gotta do a joke like every 15 seconds. <laughs> zing, zing, get him going, get him going. We gotta reel them in and then teach them about budgets. 
Yo, we should not be watching live while we're trying to record a podcast because it's so dumb. Like, if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea what we're seeing. We're seeing in real time how much people hate us. <laughs> so when we first started, we got through a whole episode with some nice talking and feedback on our live strats. We did a research. And then now it's just nothing. There's just no one talking at all. Yeah. So but hey, press like if you're still alive. No, don't. Because I'm there's concerned. Three, there's three people. I know, but they got to like it so I know it's they're alive. Sitting, they're sitting on Get your face in here again. Oh. That's, that's why they're leaving is your face isn't in okay. here. Okay. Here I am. You can leave the microphone in there. You don't have to. Oh, I can hear me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody's alive out it's there. Close tweet, tweet. There's a like. Uh, okay. Treat your budgeting uh, when you follow your budget every month like mm-hmm. high school. Uh, 70% is passing. Okay. Um. You, it's really unacceptable and not not realistic to think you're going to be 100% successful and get an A++ every single month on budgets. Okay. And so just coming in with this budgeting bandwagon, what happens when you fall off? Mm-hmm. You're good. You're going to have that rough 60%, but if you get back up to an 80 next month, you're going to balance it out. It's going to be okay. Don't freak. Don't freak. What happens when you freak, Elio? You drown. Just you, literally, Miami. You just you see your everything. You see your credit score tanking. You just walk out of the everything ocean. Everything you do in life, if you freak <laughs> you out, you start stop. drowning. <laughs> just remember that. Take a deep breath. So, through your experience, Elio, what, what kind of things did you find worked for you coming back? Uh, accountability. accountability. You have to have an accountability partner. A partner. You know okay. what? You gotta. You you have to have somebody there who's gonna let you know it's gonna be all right, man. Okay. It's gonna be all right. And who is that for you? Uh, so it's my uh, financial mentor. Okay. You know who this person is. Okay. Uh, and they uh, helped me get through rough patches like but this and helped me prevent rough, rough was patches it, like this. Was it a close friend like you went to Miami with? Was it a, your wife? Was it uh Oh, yeah. A, a, it's a some buddies. Yeah. It's no, some no, no, buddies no. I mean, that was your, that held you accountable. No, no. Not that went to Miami. I mean, when I came back, meaning to help me actually, one, a budget to be able to afford the trip to Miami, but when I overspent to, to be able get to help me get back on track. Is that your decision to make sure that your accountability partner is someone that isn't necessarily a close friend you go drinking with on the weekends? Yes, of course. Okay. And why is that? Why is that important? Well, because... And they make a joke because we're over 15 seconds. I know. Well, because your buddy you go drinking <laughs> with yo, yo. just wants to go drinking yo. with you. Yeah, he's going to encourage you to keep doesn't care drinking. about your financial future. He's going to encourage you to keep going out. Right. So, <clears throat> so how do you find someone or, or what is kind of where you found maybe your person that cares enough to be involved and to help and to support you, but isn't someone that's going to then also say, hey, let's go get cigars. I had a, I had a big bonus. There's a huge age gap. Okay. You, so you need let to me have not say huge. Huge. There's an age gap. We're talking 60 years no, here. No, that's slightly noticeable. <laughs> uh, so there needs to be an age gap of some sort. For me, that, that okay, is for one you. of the reasons why it's worked out. So like an uh, 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 age gap. Uh, we have dissimilar interests except for uh, f- uh, achieving financial freedom. Okay. I see this person often enough in non-accountability settings that uh, it's very helpful that we have more in common than just the accountability because at some point you have to be able to engage with the person as a person and not necessarily just as an accountability person. So I think those three things really help out. And so how did you find that person? Uh, God, it was a blessing. Um, So like God delivered through church, right? Yes. That's what I was trying to get you to say. Okay, through church. (laughs) So, so church is a good place. Uh, if you have some sort of club, like if you're involved in an intramural sport league, that there is some age variance. Uh-huh. Um, what else, what other organizations might you be able to find an accountability partner? Uh, 
I don't know. Some sometimes you can find an accountability partner in relationships. So oftentimes, you know, they say opposites attract. Mm-hmm. You'll find that oftentimes in relationships, one person will be the spender and one the saver. And if you guys have a common goal, let's say even if I'm a spender and my wife's a saver, whatever the case may be, uh, but we have a common goal, then one person can take over one aspect of the of the family's finances uh, and the other person can take over the other. So, so, And you're not saying that like the husband gets to buy whatever he wants for himself and the no. wife just has to save everything for herself, that the husband buys on his earned income for both and then the wife saves. It doesn't even have to be that black and white. It, okay. it, what I'm trying to say is uh, like for me, I could live in like a uh, uh, hundred square foot apartment uh, with a little futon and like a candle, right? But <laughs> that's like, it. <laughs> but I <laughs> but I know I want a home. Okay. But I will never buy the stuff to go in a home. Like, okay. I would never buy Towels. a love seat <laughs> sofa plus a seat you never sit in combination. But I love to sit in the seat you never sit in. <laughs> but I have a partner who helps me build a home, okay. which is kind of how it's supposed to work, right? So I get all the benefits of a partner who's not squeamish about spending the money on things like that. So so this, I think, is the biggest or the hardest thing that I have, and I imagine a lot of people have it too. It's really hard sometimes to go actually talk to someone and, and admit, hey, It's taboo. Like, I, I went over my budget. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, yeah. I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. So how hard is that conversation for you? And maybe what is a tip or two we can give to people of how to go to our accountability partner and say, hey, I messed up. I only I only scored a 60% today. Okay. Because I started from the bottom. Now, now I'm, I'm here. here. I started from, from the bottom. bottom now my whole <laughs> here. Listen, my here. accountability partner was there with me when my credit score was like, what is the lowest you can have? Zero, right? Or is it like three, no, three like twenty something. or something? Yeah. It wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that good either. Okay, because I started from the bottom. Okay, so she, the, the, my accountability partner, she has seen me at my absolute worst. So even when I make a mistake now, I'm not ashamed okay. because I already poured out my guts when it was that bad. So no matter how bad it is, if you're going to an accountability partner preferably when you start out, hopefully you are at your worst because it can't get any worse. So I, I think we talked about this and maybe, uh, well, we got plenty of time in this episode. So one of the big things that is huge is telling someone. Did we talk about this in our podcast about getting secrets out in the open? Uh, yeah, I think we talked about secrets at some point. Yeah, and so we're looking at if you did something bad that you don't think was good, and it is very hard <laughs> to tell people, Um just getting it out in the open yeah. and telling anyone, someone, uh, suddenly makes it lose all of its power. When it's a secret, when I don't want to tell anyone, when it's this horrible thing, it, it stays on your chest, it stays stuck on you, and it's this big backpack that's horrible you have to carry around. As soon as you tell someone, as soon as you say, hey, I took this trip to Miami, it was a blast, I spent all my savings, I've got nothing left suddenly it washes off of you and you've told someone, now someone you've actually confided in knows and you can actually work forward from that point on. But a lot of times it's so hard, or it's hard to keep trudging forward when you're still wearing that backpack. Right, and uh, you know, that's absolutely very true when it comes to money, but very few people have really close 
relationships like that where beyond just money, they can really come to somebody and share and then have that person not be judgmental, uh, but really try to help them. So are, are you saying that we should invent our seventh business now on monetary therapy called accountabilitypartner.com? Where it's a matching dating site, but it's not for like intimate dating. It's for finding an accountability partner. If I if I did uh, scams, <laughs> that would be the perfect that would be the one. friggin' that would be website. The one. Oh my god, <laughs> Travis, <laughs> the mob is listening, and they are starting accountabilitypartners.com. <laughs> accountability where partner. you could become a intimately acquainted with all of your financial information with a complete stranger. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's a business we're going to go with. But how, how else do you find an accountability partner? You, you were talking that it's got to be an age difference, but that mm-hmm. can be kind of hard to find. Then you were talking about it could be a spouse, but now suddenly we're getting all sorts of like, well, if she wants it and she's not having a good time, she's already mad at me, I'm not going to tell her to stop, right? And vice versa if it's a he. So... This might not be an easy answer. It might not be something that we can come up with today. This mm-hmm. might be something we want to wait and hear feedback on and do another episode on of of exact ways to help. Mm-hmm. But how do you find that accountability partner that you can tell, hey, I've got $10,000 of debt and not feel bad about it? How do you find that person? I'm well, ex- I'm expecting a full-fledged six-point answer. Uh, All right. So we're working on a very interesting project. That's point one. Or is this leading into point one? <laughs> this is leading into a point one. Uh, we're, we're working on a very interesting project. You and so, I? Or uh, who is where? Well, here's how I found my uh, accountability partner originally. Okay. So there's this program by this guy called Dave Ramsey. Okay. Called Financial Peace University. Okay. Uh, and uh, a lot of churches buy the material and then put these classes on for their parishioners. Google any church in your within a 10 mile radius of where you are. Go to their website and see if they have a Dave Ramsey financial peace program going on right now. Because that's how I got started on my financial journey. And it was within that group that I found my accountability partner. Okay. What's up, James Peterson? Nineteen ninety nine per month for our, our yeah, subscription plan. James, you got the you got the you got the plan, man. You just got to go buy the URL yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. The URL. We'll, we'll is give it? domain. Yeah, domain. Accountabilitypartners.com. Yeah, accountabilitypartners.com. Bad meaning better. Can you check that out and see if it's available? We're gonna buy it right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll get. We'll let James have it. We'll give you. Don't even need a copyright. Don't us. let James have it. Give us one percent. Went to Eastmore, bro. <laughs> we don't let nobody from Eastmore get nothing, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. All rivalries die hard. Falling off the bandwagon here. What happens when you fall off of the budget bandwagon? You take a wrong turn down High Street, and suddenly you wake up the next morning with three credit cards. What? That's never happened to you? No. (laughs) What kind of bars do you go to? They uh, sign up people for your credit credit cards at the bars you go to? Hey, I don't know where they come from. I just know my credit score falls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Every time you go to the farm. Every time. That's hilarious, I just, man. I go out, I start spending cash, and suddenly I got nothing but plastic. And I know. more than I had when I started. So here's here's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. You fall off the list, and then let's talk about something else, because we got mad time. I think we- We got we, four we, minutes. Okay, we like beat this bandwagon thing to death. Okay. Listen, if you've fallen off the bandwagon, and your pockets are, you know, hurting right now, mm-hmm. just stop, take a deep breath, Google- 
that's if you got Wi-Fi. You shouldn't have Wi-Fi if you're broke. You should be using the Wi-Fi at the library. So cut your Wi-Fi off. <laughs> <laughs> Stop oh, watching Netflix. Then, then you wouldn't be watching us right now. No, no, no. Like us, like us, like us, like us, like us, like us, yeah, like, us like us, like us, like us. And then keep your Wi-Fi on so you can keep watching us, giving you all this info. I almost messed myself up. Go right. cut your Wi-Fi off. Cut your gas, okay? Yeah. You don't need to cook. You don't need to cook. Keep watching us. Cut your no. gas. D- don't buy Fuck. groceries. Go online. Eat crackers. Yeah. Ramen noodles. But do not do stop, not stop the watching internet. this show. This show is number one. <laughs> <laughs> keep right, the electricity, so, keep the so internet. So serious. Stop spending money like you don't you don't have any sense. Uh go to the library wherever you got Wi-Fi. Look up churches in your area. Try to find one with a Dave Ramsey program. Get in it and start working that program and hopefully you can find an accountability partner. Not just a you don't just be a taker though. Don't just be like, yo, my situation's awful. I need somebody to help me get out of it. Go in it with an attitude that you can give too, because we all can give value no matter how much money you think you don't have. There's always people out there maybe who could use your help. So don't always just be on the lookout for how somebody else can help you. We've talked about it before, the 80-10-10 uh, the or the 10 10 um, General, general, general budgeting, uh, 10% of what you bring in, your take-home pay should go to savings, uh, to some sort of emergency fund or retirement. Doesn't happen. No, 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 it's hard to do. It's only 10%, though. You can do it. 10% goes towards giving to someone else. You can't uh, expect to get anything in your life unless you're given to. And then 80% goes to housing, electricity bills, uh, internet bills. Uh, so <laughs> calm it down. Uh, if you go off the bandwagon, it's all good. It's, it's all, all cool. Good. Keep paying your internet bill. Uh, get online. There's resources online. We'll go ahead and post some resources uh, for you here uh, when we post these actual shows. Like it. Give us a like if you can. Yeah. Um, more importantly than anything, it's okay. It's okay to fall off the bandwagon. So many people get started. They think it's like that New Year's resolution, but then they never give themselves another year to give it another try. Uh, they just go, and I'm going to do the gym. They fall. They fail. And they never try again with their finances. Keep going. Keep going hard. You're going to fall off the bandwagon sometime, and after you recover, you're going to fall off it again. It's human nature. None of us are perfect. None of us get 100% every time. Remember, 70% is passing. 70% are passing. C's get degrees, baby. All right, look. All right. Let me debunk this whole 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I used to say it a lot. 80, 10, 10. Uncle Sam gets 35% off the top. Well, that's why it's 10, 10, 80, take home and not what you actually are yeah that hurts if i'm talking about a hundred percent of my salary yeah 10 10 80 yeah that's doable when i'm talking about 65 percent of what i made 10 10 10 hurts pretty bad man suddenly we're gonna start having to cut off facebook here yeah we're yeah we can't afford facebook this is travis kendall this is elio Harmon, and you've been listening to season two of monetary therapy